2: Felony charges for performing a drag show. We'll explain
0: the details of a new bill on the table in North Carolina. This parking lot in downtown Raleigh could become home to a tower that could rival the tallest in town. And it's not the only new skyscraper in the works. I'll show you the future of Raleigh's changing skyline.
3: We're looking at quite a warm up before the next weather maker. I'm tracking the timing of rain chances and strong winds and how it could impact your weekend.
4: And we begin with some breaking news we're following on NC State's man, main campus tonight. Students have been evacuated from dorms after pipes burst in a building just as power is being restored for most of the campus after a major outage. Thank you for joining us. I'm Deborah Morgan.
2: And I'm Dan Haggerty. This is a big mess. The outage left students in the dark this evening. They didn't even have uh, options for dining tonight. Eric Miller live on NC State's campus right now. We know that the evacuated dorm... Eric is flooding on multiple floors. And you also telling us in the last 10 minutes or so that the two issues, the outage and the flooding, are connected.
5: That's right, Dan. NC State confirming that information in just the last couple of minutes. The affected dorm it's just over here to my left, Tucker Hall. Students inside telling us they smelled gas and smoke this afternoon right around 515 and then saw water start to drip down the stairs. This building was evacuated. NC State says that this is the only building that had to be evacuated as a result of this outage today. But still, the effects were wide-ranging. It started right around 515. No word on on the cause but it affected dining affected the gyms here as well as libraries students telling us that's particularly problematic because many of them have exams as soon as tomorrow that they're having to study for now we've been checking in with NC State trying to get confirmation on how much damage there is here inside of Tucker Hall there's no word on that right now no word on how many students may have to be uh, uh, moved to a new facility tonight a new dorm so this isn't the first time we have dealt with issues like this burst pipes in the dorms a lot to talk about with this and We'll have much more coming up tonight at 10 and 11 o'clock. Man, Damn.
2: let's hope nobody is displaced, especially with exams right around the corner. Eric Miller, live at NC State and Raleigh Forest. Thanks, Eric.
4: New reaction tonight to a proposal to ban drag shows in North Carolina. The new GOP-backed legislation would not just prevent people from dressing up in drag in public, those people would be charged with a crime if they did. WREL's Aaron Thomas is live in Durham tonight after getting reaction from both sides. Aaron.
1: And Deborah, we are here in downtown Durham. Behind me is Pinhook. as a well-known establishment where drag performers get to showcase some of their skills. As a result of this new proposed bill, they say that this is an attack on their livelihood. You have supporters of the bill who say that there's nothing wrong with these performers. It's just only a problem when minors are involved. Let's go into a little bit more detail. We did learn from today from one of the bill's sponsors that the bill is in response to an incident at Forsyth Tech Community College several weeks ago and concerns about age-appropriate entertainment. If this bill becomes law, it would allow for criminal charges for at least some and maybe all drag shows that are held in public. Private events could lead to criminal charges too if anyone under 18 is in the audience. An organizer with Performers Advocacy Coalition sees this bill as discriminatory.
6: Me and many of the people that I perform with, we burnt our closets long ago. We don't have anywhere else to be but the stage and we will fight for this because it is our livelihood.
1: And new tonight, I did receive this statement from the North Carolina Family Policy Council. This is a group actually supporting HB 673. That statement reads in part, quote, House Bill 673 is a common sense bill that simply seeks to prevent inappropriate and sexually explicit acts from being performed in public spaces or in the presence of minors. In doing so, the passage of this bill will help protect the best interests of our children, our families, and our communities in North Carolina. Obviously, this is a huge story with many different components. Be sure to join us on our late news beginning at 10 on Fox 50, we're going to be hearing a little bit more from supporters of this bill as well as one of the performers who does this for a living, and we have a little bit more context from our state government reporter. Back to you.
4: Aaron Thomas, live in Durham. Thank you, Aaron.
2: Meantime, let's take a live look at the North Carolina legislative building tonight where a senate committee passed a bill to ban transgender girls from playing on any girls sports teams in middle or high school the bill's sponsor says biological differences between girls and boys give boys an unfair advantage boys who were born a boy according to the state high school athletics association out of more than one hundred and forty thousand student athletes in north carolina about fifteen of them are transgender students one of the advocates who testified says that clearly doesn't pose any real threat to women's sports. The bill is expected on the Senate floor later this week.
4: A Durham man will spend nine years in prison after pleading guilty in connection to the 2021 Black Friday shooting at Streets at South Point. 27-year-old Romeo Pride was sentenced yesterday by a federal judge. WRO covered the 2021 Black Friday shooting extensively as it unfolded. Authorities say Pride attempted to rob another person at the mall. That person then fired back at Pride. Pride and two bystanders, including a child, were shot during an exchange of gunfire.
2: Tonight, police are investigating another bank robbery in Raleigh. It unfolded this afternoon at the state employees' credit union on Pacific Drive. The WRL breaking news tracker was on the scene where money was seen left on the ground. Police say the suspect handed a note to the teller, demanded that money, but did not show a weapon. Officers are looking for the person who did this. It's unclear how much the suspect took off with. Several banks in the Raleigh area have been robbed in recent weeks.
4: You're looking live at the downtown Raleigh skyline. As we can see here, the city is growing up as developers look to build more skyscrapers that really could rival the tallest tower in town. This is what the downtown skyline could look like in the future. All these orange blocks you see here, these are buildings that are planned or proposed. WRL's Matt Tallhelm tells us about the latest development and why it hit a bit of a snag at the city council
0: cranes are taking new buildings taller into the sky above downtown Raleigh. We're absolutely in the midst of, of a wave right now. Will Gaskins is vice president of economic development for the downtown Raleigh Alliance. He says more than a billion dollars worth of new buildings are under construction right now. So just about all of the projects that are moving forward right now include some portion of multifamily apartments, residential units. The owner of this parking lot and garage plans to build multifamily housing or a hotel here on the corner of West Davie and McDowell streets. they asking city council to approve a rezoning for up to 40 stories. We can't stay like this and that
5: this is a blight. They can get their entitlement up and replace the surface parking with any active use. We'll get more tax revenue on it
0: council is putting off a decision on this rezoning for at least another month. Councilor Jane Harrison asked for the delay to have more discussions about affordable housing in downtown. The developer has agreed to contribute $100,000 to the city's affordable housing fund. The affordable housing contribution will help us, but it will not bring affordable housing units downtown. Across all downtown Raleigh, more than 10,000 residential units are under construction or in the planning stage. 150,000 square feet of office space And 400 hotel rooms are being built right now, with more on the way. I think you're going to continue to see developers who will want to entitle their sites to be ready for the waves as they happen to be ready to, to break ground and move forward. PNC Plaza is still the tallest tower in town at 40 stories. That's the maximum the city allows. In the last two years, city council has approved 11 rezoning requests to allow developers to build to the max 40 stories, and 14 rezoning requests have been approved for up to 20 story towers. Matt Tallhelm, WRL News, Raleigh
2: the father of Shanquelo Robinson the woman who died in a on a trip to Mexico from North Carolina speaking out for the first time since learning no federal charges will be brought against the five other people who were on that trip
5: i'm frustrated about it to the, to the utmost, i'm frustrated y'all didn't put a hole in this father hard here though sorry no hell don't them god going to. They'd amended. Their life is still moving around, you know, walking around here like they enjoy life. But this father right here struggling each and every
2: day. Federal prosecutors said they did not find enough evidence to support any charges. There's still no word whether Mexico will extradite one of the five others on that trip. Mexican prosecutors issued an arrest warrant in the case, but never named the person. This week, the remains of a fallen soldier will return to our state, Staff Sergeant Caleb Gore died last month in a helicopter crash. The 25 year old was one of nine soldiers killed when two Blackhawks collided near the Fort Campbell base in Kentucky. Gore was from eastern North Carolina. His father is a pastor in Wayne County. Gore's body will arrive at RDU Thursday afternoon. His family will hold a private funeral service.
4: North Carolina students are making up for learning lost, learning lost during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to a new report from the State Department of Public Instruction released today. Test score data from last spring shows students are behind about two weeks to nine months on learning reading, math, or science. That's an improvement from the two months to 15 months in 2021. Students will take more standardized tests in the coming week. Those tests will show whether students are still making the same amount of progress. Another food hall is coming to downtown Raleigh. The new mini food hall is planned for Raleigh Union Station on West Martin Street. Today, the city council approved extra funding to cover the cost increases for this project. The food options at the hall will include coffee, sandwiches, crepes, pastries, and other light items. Raleigh has two larger food halls in the downtown area, Morgan Street and Transfer Co.
2: Still ahead, dog owners and dog lovers. A warning for you tonight, the triangle is seeing a spike in kennel cough some tips to protect your pops plus hundreds of entrepreneurs are coming together for TechStars raleigh durham startup week
3: after the break why organizers believe the triangle is the silicon valley of the south mike dan we're looking at our next storm system gaining momentum coming out of the rockies moving into the plains it will impact the weekend but not a complete washout we'll show you the latest timing in the forecast coming up
5: From WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news.
3: WRAL News, coverage you can count on.
4: A warning to pet owners in the Triangle. Veterinarians are seeing an increase in kennel cough cases among dogs in Durham. Urban Tails Veterinary Practice says they have seen up to a dozen cases in one week. One to two is average. Kennel cough is very contagious. It's usually passed when dogs are in close quarters, like a kennel or daycare facility. Your dog could also pick it up at the dog park or just walking behind an infected dog. One hallmark of the illness is a cough. Most of the time, what people notice is um, a dry
6: hacking cough um, that ends in a little like gag. Um, And it's, you know,
4: it's a very um, like, deep cough, um, it usually keeps the dogs up at night. Sometimes it'll start off with a runny nose and sneezing. Go get it. Bennett says the typical treatment for kennel cough is a regimen of doxycycline. If you think your dog has kennel cough, isolate them, keep them away from the dog park and daycares, and then get to the vet.
2: A Rocky Mount pastor telling us his church is out $15,000 after someone altered checks mailed from a nearby post office. Now federal investigators are looking into this. The bank told Pastor William Earp the thieves duplicated the original check at least three times. They then changed who the check was addressed to and increased the total amount. The first two checks were successfully cashed. The pastor sat down with WRL's Destiny Patterson, explaining the panic that he felt when he learned the church's money had been stolen.
6: It wasn't just a couple hundred dollars that that was taken. It's just thousands of dollars at this
5: point. It's almost a sense of panic that sets in. We're a smaller congregation. Um,
2: Every dollar counts with what we do. Certainly. The Postal Inspection Service says it focused on investigating people who steal mail and bring them to justice. Hopefully they do so in this case.
4: North Carolina is breaking records year after year for new business filings with the state. More than 47,000 companies have filed in just the first three months of 2023, an all-time record for first-quarter growth. With all this growth, hundreds of entrepreneurs came together in Durham today. Were you looking live now for the second annual Techstars Raleigh-Durham Startup Week? WRL's Monica Casey shows us why organizers say the triangle is the right place to start a business.
6: This three-day event is free and open to everyone. You can choose from four different tracks, which include startups, legal, technology, and design. Shadia Oshodi founded a new company just two weeks ago focused on hair technology. She tells me the triangle is the right place for her business and this startup conference. We have a lot of areas, whether it's tech or biotech, and other areas are, are really strong here where people are really building things. You're not going to be alone. We have been blown away by the response for this year. So- Organizer Haley Huey says this event is focused on building a sense of community. As we've kind of been built Silicon Valley South, I think you know this helps tell the story and bring the people together that are making all of that happen. Lauren McCullough works with multiple startups. She'll be giving a talk on how companies should bring in early customers, especially in the current economy. You can't have this uh, illusion that things are just going to fall into place because funding's not flowing quite as fast as it was before. Um, But again, there's still a lot of high potential companies out there that still have a lot of good work to do. McCullough says, While not every environment across the U.S. is ideal right now, the Raleigh and Durham areas are a good place to be. Here we have such a friendly, approachable environment that it's still, it's still really easy to, if you know who you are and you know how to build your connections, to build a successful company. Ashodi is ready to hear from other entrepreneurs at the Tech Starters event as she gets her new business off the ground. So I'm excited to hear from people locally who are doing this and really get to learn and also meet a lot of people. In Durham, Monica Casey, WRAL News.
2: Well, as far as North Carolina spring evenings are concerned, you can't really draw it up much better than this meteorologist Mike Mays. I mean
3: anywhere you look around town. Gorgeous tonight. It is nice out there, Dan. Make sure you get outside and get a breath of fresh air this evening. Walk the dog. Just get some steps in apex looking beautiful. The sun is beginning to set downtown Fayetteville on Hay Street. We got you covered with the WRL Fayetteville newsroom. We say hello to you watching from Sanford Lee County. You guys are looking pretty good with your blue sky and good over Goldsboro as well. Love the blue there. And it looks like more dry weather will continue for tomorrow, Thursday and also on Friday. The change comes Saturday. Temperatures and dew points. The dew point still low, so the air was very dry today, so felt pretty comfortable despite getting to 78 in Raleigh, 80 in Fayetteville, 75 right now in Raleigh, 73 at Roxboro, 76 in Goldsboro, 73 right now in Goldsboro. Excuse me. <coughs> hour by hour as we go <laughs> through the evening. By midnight, we're dropping to about 61 at that point, and tomorrow morning down to about 50. 42 was the low this morning so tomorrow morning at least here in the triangle isn't going to be quite as cold now high pressure that initially was bringing the cooler air will shift offshore tomorrow allowing more of a southwest wind so we'll warm up into the 80s we will likely be in the 80s again for thursday and friday and approach 80 on saturday and then here comes our cold front it's starting to come to life severe weather breaking out across the plains tomorrow and also on thursday there's the threat of severe weather and friday off to our west as well and by the time that system gets here on saturday there's going to be a lot of wind wind shear with it, but too early to tell whether or not we have a severe threat. Uh, we'll let you know more about that coming up tomorrow and also we'll have high resolution model data to look at on Thursday. Here's a look at the European model. Both the European model and the American model now coming into agreement about the timing of the system and it's looking like Saturday afternoon and into Saturday night we'll see showers, maybe a storm and Sunday right now it looks like all the rain will be gone. Sunday would be the dry day of the weekend, but keep checking back to see if we have any changes. We'll have a new model run coming up tonight at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WREL. 6 o'clock tomorrow evening, the showers and storms blossom across the plains. Tomorrow looks good. Thursday looks good. Friday will go partly cloudy, still in the 80s. We'll have more of a fetch of wind coming in off the Atlantic. So it's not a hot wind for us, so we'll go low to mid-80s instead of the mid and upper 80s that we expect on Thursday. And there's the front off to the west. Saturday morning, we see showers off to the west. They move in during the afternoon. This is a low-resolution model, so it looks like we're going to get pummeled. In reality, we probably won't. Uh, We'll have that high-resolution model data on Thursday to look at. Saturday evening at 7 o'clock, showers, possible thunderstorms. 11 o'clock, they're in the eastern part of the state. Sunday looking good. It will be cooler once the front passes and less humid as well. And get ready to keep the jackets handy for several days to come. Rainfall potential, three-quarters of an inch to an inch from Raleigh-Northward from this system. Half an inch to three-quarters of an inch for our southern counties. So not as cool tonight, although southern Virginia and our northern counties could be in the low to mid-40s. About 50 in Raleigh, 51 at Fayetteville. May or may not need the jacket in the morning, but later in the afternoon, certainly not going to need that. You can change your wardrobe up, wear shorts, flip-flops, t-shirts. It's going to be a beautiful day, not as breezy as today. 81 South Hill, 85 in Southern Pines, 83 in Raleigh. So it's still warm, if not hot, for Thursday, although dew points will still be in the 50s, so the humidity is not bad. Transformation Day is on Saturday, and look at the cooler air next week. All next week could be rather cool, with morning lows hovering around 40 Monday and Tuesday. Okay, yeah, cooling back down. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike.
4: Still ahead, it's ranked as a global must-see exhibition, and this traveling lego art show is heading to the triangle when you and your family can check out some amazing creations coming up you can listen to this newscast as a podcast the wrl news daily podcast features entire newscasts from beginning to end morning noon evening and now the 7 p.m newscasts are added to the podcast each day you can find wrl news daily in apple podcasts or wherever you listen Today, the Be Pro, Be Proud truck stopped by Wake Forest Middle School.
2: It's full of tools and resources, things designed to help students explore careers in today's workforce. So things like virtual reality and robotics and other skilled technical fields. The truck goes from state to state and from school to school, introducing these ideas to thousands of students. It's the future, it's what they're gonna be doing one day. Mm -hmm. The 32nd annual Jazz Festival is underway at North Carolina Central University.
4: Boy, do they know their music. It all started with a concert, which kicked off just a few minutes ago at seven. Throughout the next several days, more concerts will be hosted, as well as lectures and clinics from musicians. One of those musicians includes Grammy-nominated Antonio Hart. The festival runs through April 30th. Just last month, NC Central's jazz band won the prestigious Jack Rudin Jazz Competition in New York City. Thousands of video game developers and industry experts are gathering in Raleigh.
2: The city's convention center is hosting the annual East Coast Game Conference. Staff and faculty with Wake Tech are helping organize this event. The conference aims to get people of all ages and skill levels into the growing video game industry. The event runs through Thursday. Another thing for the kids, a traveling Lego art show. I guess this is for adults also, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's named one of the top ten global must-see exhibitions, and it's stopping in Raleigh this spring.
4: These are really fabulous. Artist Nathan Sawaya's Art of the Brick exhibit features more than one million Lego bricks used in upward of 90 sculptures. Look at this. It will be all on display at the Pleasant Valley Promenade on Glenwood Avenue starting in mid-May. The exhibit features reimagined versions of famous works and this 20-foot T-Rex skeleton. Tickets are now on sale. Just visit the out and about section of wrl.com for details. Amazing. That's that. That. pretty cool. As the Carolina Hurricanes prepare for game two of the Stanley Cup playoffs, another competition is brewing.
2: We're talking about a battle of Pizza versus barbecue. The way county manager David Ellis challenged county leaders in New York to a friendly food wager. If the Canes win the series, they'll send us some pizza if they win. County leaders will send some North Carolina barbecue <laughs> to New York. Let's hope that the only way they're gonna get that is if they travel exactly. down here in Right, yeah, yeah no doubt. Better. Thanks for being with us tonight here on WRL News.
4: See you at ten and eleven. Good night.